Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Egberto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. Welcome aboard, Lee Grant. Welcome aboard, E2247. Welcome aboard, uh, Paraver. Lynn Hasley Taylor. How you doing, Lynn Hasley Taylor? Uh, Deb Denny is in the house. How you doing, Deb? AVQ, of course, is in the hills. El Senor Michael Rutten and our one and only beautiful Yvette. Avery Herod, how are my peeps doing? Before we all get started, please remember in that YouTube channel, please give us that that up arrow, that up arrow on on a uh, YouTube. Please give us those likes on on a uh, <clears throat> uh, Facebook, and give us whatever you can on Twitter, tweet, Twitch, everything else. Anyway, with us as well is La Señora. Melanie Keelan de Barcelona, Spain. ¿Cómo está mi amiga favorita de Barcelona? ¿Cómo estás? Me imagino que estás bien. I just know that you're doing fine. Uh, I'm going to try it one more time. All my relatives, good day. Today's visit will be the greatest ever visit from E2247. Michael Rudnan says, I'm feeling distracted today. Well, stop being distracted, Michael. Let's get with the program. What do you want me to talk about? But we do have stuff to talk about. Again, actually, I have it. I already posted it. To, I actually posted it to Daily Coast today, what the program is about. Uh, let me throw it up on the screen for you and say, hey, so this is a program today. It is. What's the matter with West Virginia, Dems? Yeah, that's the matter. Then, of course, there is Mary Lou Retton healthcare saga. I want to talk about that. I would like to hear your opinions about it. I took, I spoke about it this morning, got a healthy conversation, which meant we didn't get through everything. Maywood is in the house. Good afternoon, Maywood, who says, Hola, hermanas, hermanos y hermanas. Not really sure if that's how it's spelled or said, but I hope you got the idea. Uh, it's Hola. Without the S, but the hermanos and hermanas are perfect. So I give you a an A for the try. I give you an A for the success. And Deb Denny says, oh, Bridge MCP. Yeah, I've been taking a break, watching more lighthearted stuff to lift the gloom. I've kept up with the news, just not in real time. Hope you are well. Yeah, Bridge is well. We always make sure that Bridge is well. Anyhow, let's go ahead and get started. I want to get started with the first uh, video. And the first video is going to be, wait a minute. I think I had the video. Uh, did I have another video as well? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. Let's go ahead and start with the um, the video that I was to do yesterday to show the sycophancy of a representative here. I, I I saw this and I actually went berserk. Let me go ahead and play it now and then we will take it on the other side. Here we go. GOP representative Tony Gonzalez from Texas, a border a border district, uh, came on to this week with uh, George Stephanopoulos. And George made a complete buffoon out of this Trump sycophant as this Trump sycophant endorsed Donald Trump 
and try to say that one of the reasons the country is in turmoil is that, uh, you know, Biden didn't turn out to be the uniting president that he was supposed to be absolving Trump of all that he does to create chaos, specifically by lying to his constituents. This guy admits that, oh, yes, uh, Trump, uh, you know, Trump lost the election. Oh, yes. Those people who invaded the capital, uh, the the terrorists who invaded the capital. uh, Yeah, they were they were, in fact, guilty. They should be thrown away. They are not heroes. All the things he said is opposite to what Trump is on the stump saying about these guys being hostages and heroes that January 6th. So the reason for January 6th was because the people were mad that uh, he won the election and somehow it was stolen from it. Gonzalez do not does not believe any of that, but still he endorses Donald Trump and uh, Stephanopoulos in a com- in complete uh, awe, not awe, but com- he just couldn't believe that this guy with a straight face could go out there and say, yes, I endorse Trump. And these are the reasons why check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. January 6th, you called that one of the darkest and lowest days in American history. What do you make of the new reporting? As far as this uh, January 6th uh, new details coming out, you know, I was there. And so, you know, the day before, uh, I, I sent my family home because I felt they were unsafe. I, uh, while while the speaker and other members were fleeing the chamber, there were a handful of us that were running to the door. There was an anger built in our country then. And three years later, that anger has not stopped. There's this division that continues to get fueled. You also called the rioters domestic terrorists. Uh, but President Trump calls that day not a dark and low day. He calls it a beautiful day. He also calls those people you call domestic terrorists hostages who deserve pardons. So you've endorsed President Trump. Do you now agree with his belief that January 6th was a beautiful day? Well, George, uh, Donald Trump wasn't responsible for January 6th. Uh, the anger in this that was built up by people that no longer believe in the system or or what was responsible. And that hasn't changed. More and more people do not believe in the system. My district, which is 70%, uh, 42% of the southern border, 70% Hispanic, people aren't talking about January 6th. They're talking about feeling safe in their homes. They're talking about putting food on the table, keeping their kids safe in school. But President Trump is talking about January 6th. Again, he is calling it a beautiful day. He's talking about pardons for those people you call domestic Terrorists. Do you believe those rioters should be pardoned? Well, they're, they're certainly not hostages. When I think of a hostage, uh, I think of what happened, you know, Hamas uh, taking the, the hostages in Israel. They're certainly not heroes. You know, I, I, they, 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 dis, they, they broke the law and, and we have to obey our laws. We are a nation of laws and they have to obey the laws. I, I'd also understand we never got to the root of why they did that. It was always kind of a, a brush over and it immediately went into politics. If we continue to kick the can down the road and not get to the root of the issue of why people are angry, it's going to create more dangers. Congressman, hold hold, hold on a second. There's a lot of evidence. There's a lot. And and part of the reason they were angry is they were fed a lot of lies about the election from the man you now support to be president again. Well, they felt as if 
President Biden stole that election, and nothing has changed since then. You know, but wait, but did President Biden, Biden steal? The, did President Biden steal the election? Of course not. Of course he didn't steal the. He is he is the president of the United States. But Senator Senator Biden was a, this bipartisan deal making individual that everyone thought they were going to get. President Biden has turned out to be much different. Now I hope that changes. Right, we have some very big ticketed items. This national security package. I mean, when people are angry, they do desperate things. But sir, that, that that anger is being soaked by the man that you have endorsed for president of the United States. That's what I don't understand. You've been very forthright here. You've you've called the, the rioters domestic terrorists. You've said they're not hostages. President Trump says they are hostages, says he's going to pardon them. You've called it a dark day. He calls it a beautiful day. I don't understand, given all that, why you've endorsed him for president of the United States. I, I think back to the policies when President Trump was in, was in office, and I think back to my district, we did not have the border crisis that we have now. We did not have the humanitarian turmoil. We did not have the chaos. That's the number one thing. I, I don't disagree with you. I think people want solutions, but how can you have solutions if you can't agree on something as fundamental as the peaceful transfer of power? I, I do think that's fundamental, and I, and, but it's also an election year. So you're going to see everybody throw fuel on the fire. If, if, if you want to bring people together, if you want to solve these problems, doesn't the responsibility begin with not endorsing a candidate for president who's spreading lies about the last election this is what i've learned about endorsements you you get you get all their enemies and and hardly any of their friends endorsements are just a piece of paper uh but but i do endorse i do endorse president trump what he's talked about if he's president again is suspending the constitution using the military to suppress protests under the insurrection act pardoning those protesters and bringing treason charges against the outgoing chairman of the joint chiefs of staff you're endorsing that as well if everything donald trump says and does you you want to put on my back, uh, we're going to be here all day because he's, he's a busy man. Uh, I look at it through the lens of as a member of Congress representing nearly half of the border, I can either focus on the shiny object and, and talk about, you know, what President Trump had for breakfast or what he said last night, or I can try to work with my colleagues. Uh, and I appreciate that. I hardly think that supporting the Constitution is a shiny object, but thank you for your time this morning. One has to, I, I don't get it. Does Trump have hitmen on these politicians? Do these politicians love being in the House so so deeply that they can't uh, tell themselves a truth, tell their constituents the truth? Is it that they 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 believe in being enslaved by a feeble uh, paper tiger? That they can't really go ahead and say, no, this guy is completely wrong. This guy doesn't have much more to, to go. No matter what, whether he wins or loses. You know, he's pushing 80, near 80. Why would you debilitate your entire character to a person like this? Uh, what is it? What is it? that make these people so weak, feeble, immoral, and I could give a litany of other uh, descriptions. They should be ashamed. Of course they should be ashamed. And, you know, uh, the reason I, I, I played this tape, I also played this yesterday, but the reason I played this one is just to show you the, 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 the pretzels that these guys have to wrap themselves into as they endorse Donald Trump 
even after saying the things that they said. Stefanik uh, is now a complete sycophant, even as she called them back then insurrectionists and that they should be thrown away. She's singing a different song today. There's tape, folks. There's tapes. There are tapes. There are videos that show you're speaking out of the two sides of your mouth, you know? Anyhow, second subject. Uh, and by the way, folks, if you want to call in, give me a call, 281-823-7747. Uh, Again, that number is 281-823-7747. Uh, and I'll take your call. I'll repeat it one more time if you want to call in. 281-823-7747. Check it out. Give us a call. We'd love to hear your voice. Anyway, our second subject is about Israel, uh, our Secretary, Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, Anthony Blinken, and a reporter from Al Jazeera. I want you to check this out. Uh, this one hurts. And for if you're Palestinian, if you're Palestinian or if you are, uh, I mean, here, here's the thing that, that gets that I, I don't think a lot of people understand. And I wish more people had the kind of empathy to be able to understand it. One, the prejudice, racism, disregard, and these types of things many times uh, go sort of unnoticed if you just can't share your humanity with somebody else, right? A, a lot of times for you to be able to embrace humanity, you have to see yourself in that person. I can look at every single person on my chat right now. And I can feel your humanity. I feel you, your thought processes, whether you're right, left, in the middle, or whatever. I can em empathize with your humanity. I feel you. If one of you tell me X, Y happens, I can feel that as a human being. I may not feel it as a woman. I may not feel it as a gay woman, a white woman, a black woman, or whatever, but I can empathize and my feeling then can actually see it. You know that we have a moral problem. A moral problem. When we have this messaging from an Al Jazeera reporter, and then we have Anthony Blinken given the kind of response that he gave. I tell you, folks, empathy isn't necessarily all natural, but empathy can, once you see yourself in others, is automatic. Check this out, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Well, I, 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 I do hope, I do hope that you get what I'm talking about. As you know, Tony Blinken is back uh, in the Middle East, uh, shuttling to try to keep things calm to prevent this Middle East war from expanding. Uh, 
and a reporter from Al Jazeera asked Blinken a specific question. First, before he asked the question, he created the proper narrative. Israel has killed over 100 reporters in Gaza. Uh, the head uh, bu- bureau chief at, I think it was the head bureau chief at Al Jazeera, had uh, his family killed. And today or yesterday or a few days ago, his son was killed in a private car bombed by the Israelis. So another journalist gone dead. So he presented the narrative. Not only did he present the narrative, he reminded Blinken that over 20,000 Palestinians were murdered by the Israeli IDF. They also pointed out that uh, Israel is decimating uh, the, the, the entire Gaza Strip and that people have nowhere to return to. Their homes are all decimated. He points all this out. And he pretty much asked, why is a superpower like the United States not abiding by the ceasefire that the United Nations uh, pretty much uh, voted for or uh, uh, pretty much is asking for? And the tone, I want you to listen to this, the tone deafness of Tony Blinken is absolutely deafening. Please listen, and then we'll take it on the other side. For the final question, Walid Alamari with Al Jazeera. Thank you, Walid Alamari, Al Jazeera Bureau Chief in Jerusalem. First, let me, Mr. Secretary of State Blinken, thank you for expressing your deep sadness about the tragedy of our dear colleague, Al Jazeera reporter in Gaza, Wael Dahdoum. Wael has lost his wife and three sons and his grandchildren in an Israeli bombardment of the house where they were fled from the center of Gaza City and displaced to the southern Gaza Strip on 25th of October. Two days ago, or three days ago, he lost his eldest son, Hamza, who was a journalist in Al Jazeera Media Network and was killed in an Israeli airstrike that hit a civilian car in Rafah. 110 Palestinian journalists were killed so far by Israeli army in Gaza during the war. More than 20,000 civilians were killed and tens of thousands were injured and hundreds of thousands were displaced from their homes that no longer exist. The situation of the Israeli citizens is also difficult. Uh, tens of thousands were displaced from the Gaza envelope and the, the borderline with Lebanon and hundreds of civilians were killed in the Hamas attack on the 7th of October and there are many prisoners and hostages from both sides as you know. My question, why do you as a superpower and as leading force in the international community not oblige the parties and especially the Israeli government to cease fire in Gaza and respect the United Nations resolutions and dedicated uh, the a peaceful solution instead of both sides continuing wash blood by more blood? The loss, losses that your colleagues suffered are unimaginable. And uh, I have deep condolences for what he has suffered. I, again, can't even begin to fully imagine what he's gone through. Uh, And as I said again the other day uh, to the journalists who've lost their lives or been uh, injured in Gaza, uh, we feel very strongly for them as well. And 
the essential work that they do uh, is more vital than ever. We want this war to end as soon as possible. There's been far too much loss of life, far too much suffering. But it's vital that Israel achieve its very legitimate objectives of ensuring that October 7th can never happen again. And we believe they've made considerable progress uh, toward that goal. At the same time, I think it's very important to remember that everyone has choices to make, and that includes Hamas. Hamas could have ended this on October 8th by not hiding behind civilians, by putting down its weapons, by surrendering, by releasing the hostages. None of the suffering would have happened if Hamas hadn't done, didn't, did what it did on uh, October 7th and had it made different decisions thereafter. So it's very important to keep that in perspective. And again, this could end to, uh, tomorrow if Hamas makes those decisions. Um, we will continue, as we've done, to give the Israelis our best advice about conducting this uh, war in a manner that achieves the objective of making sure that October 7th can't be repeated, does better by protecting civilians and making sure that people get the assistance that they need. Blinken showed no emotions that 20-something thousand Palestinians were murdered by the IDF. He showed a little bit of compassion for the reporters who got murdered by Israel by bombing civilian cars. Yes, he showed compassion for that. But for the thousands of babies and mothers and women and men, no compassion. The only thing he says is Israel has the right to prevent Hamas from ever doing this again. How, how brain dead could that answer be? First of all, uh, uh, he has to know that by killing all those Palestinians, even if they are human shields, are simply going to create more terrorists. It doesn't create the love in the heart of Palestinians when you have an oppressor come and murder 20-something thousand of you. It doesn't do that. It also is it's completely brain dead when he says uh, Hamas can stop this tomorrow. If, if they just turn over the hostages and turn themselves in, it's all over. We will stop it. We will stop it. If, if that turns out to be the case, we will stop doing this. In other words, the same way Hamas is holding hostages for uh, Israeli hostages, which is bad, a terrorist act. They killed 13, uh, 1,200 Israelis. Horrendous, horrendous, horrendous. It's a terrorist act, but they're a terrorist organization. And now Israel is saying, you know, just turn yourself in and we'll stop killing all those Palestinians that's hiding behind you, that you're hiding behind. As opposed to saying something sensible like, we will have a surgical warfare with Hamas. In other words, where possible, we'll bomb the, the tunnels, we'll have clandestine operations to go in there and surgically remove them so that they can't use Palestinians as shields to protect themselves. And you know what happens when you do that? Palestinians see, oh, Israel doesn't want to kill all of us. They're just looking for the terrorists for real, right? 
I mean, I know I'm, I'm, I'm making it overly simplistic because of bad blood is there. But to make believe like Israel has to kill these Palestinians to get to Hamas uh, and to make believe that Israel, the, the IDF is somehow a benevolent institution when in fact what they are doing, if you listen to the videos that they put out, they're out there talking about the Palestinians being animals, uh, scraping them off to the, the sea, getting them to, to, to leave the, the territory. I mean, all kinds of things you hear the IDF and different people in the IDF releasing videos. There are videos out there showing how they just go and harass and destroy people, kill them at, at, at will. So to, to, to make believe like uh, the Israeli military is this upstanding unit that won't do these massacres on innocent civilians is wishful thinking or it's actually you put in your, your head in the sand. As Obama said, need the hands, uh, it's clean on no side. But that said, there are, I repeat, over 20,000 dead Palestinians with, the, with their strip completely decimated or, or 78% or more decimated. And then you have 1,200 or so Israelis that were murdered by terrorists. But Tel Aviv stands, Haifa stands, Jerusalem stands. No, no, no decimation in these places. You have to ask yourself, who is the aggressor? You have to ask yourself. Are your eyes deceiving you or you are seeing a completely and entirely asymmetric war in which one side's war has turned into genocide? And that's what it is. One's, one side war has turned into genocide. Hey, Alistair Water, I, I saw the call coming in, but with this system here, uh, I, I wasn't able to. I don't have a separate channel, so uh, a call in right right during the video would have been problematic. Anyway, why don't you call in now again, 281-823-7747. Uh, again, that is 281-823-7747. Anyway, yeah, Bridge, you are correct. Bridge says, from E22 YouTube, uh, 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 there we go, Alistair is back again. Miss Alistair. Waters, how you doing? Hey, brother. I'm okay. Sorry I didn't get the memo until just now. <sighs> yeah, I actually typed it what, in, but Anthony I guess you, you're driving. Yeah. I am. I am. Well, I'm in the parking garage now, but yeah. Um, <laughs> what Anthony Blinken said was worse than the hypocritical thoughts and prayers and for him to say that this could end tomorrow if Hamas would stop doing. Pardon my language, but what in the hell are, is Hamas doing right now to Israel? What is Hamas doing right this second to Israel? Yeah, sending in rockets that are that sending in rockets that are taken out by the the iron dome that we that pay for in the United States. by the iron dome exactly right. and, and and what i tell people all of the times right is look at gaza and look at tel aviv look at haifa look at all these other places what you see is you see a decimated crumbled 
Gaza and people drinking at cafes in Tel Aviv, people drinking at cafes in Jerusalem, people drinking at cafes in Haifa. It, they are asking you not to believe your eyes as to what's happening. And, it, you know, I, well, I cry for my Palestinian brothers. And I don't know if you heard when I talk about humanity earlier. Um, uh, uh, um, I did. I did. Uh, and my thing is, how can you listen to what happened? Know that these that these that it seems to me it, it dirt. We have not had a killing feel on journalists like we have in Gaza on a percentage basis, on the size of war, etc. To watch all those journalists be killed, Al Jazeera's chief, whole family, yeah. got blown up. His son got blown up. What's the po- probability in such a short time for all the, of that to occur if it's not targeted? And I'm not saying I have any specific evidence of it being targeted, but you know, a lot of times they say if it looks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it is a duck. I do know that there is no journalism going on in Israel proper without Israel's consent to what is being yeah. told by journalists. Yeah. Yes. Now there they is can't a report on facts inside inside mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Right. They Look, can't report on facts inside the country of Israel. They have I mean, to do it outside of Israel. Yeah, it is a shame what's going on. And, you know, the, the thing about it is the following. What gets me is the following, Breach. We, the average American citizen, is going to pay for Israel's carnage in Gaza. Because what this is going to do is, look... Uh, Panamanians are pretty passive people. So when they blew us up, they kind of knew that we're not going to strap bombs on and get onto airplanes and all of that. For some reason, that isn't in the nature of Latin Americans uh, because likely history, et cetera. But but that is what's in store for us going forward because we are legitimately complicit in what Israel is doing. And what Israel is doing is is blindly killing and, and under the pretext that Hamas is hiding behind them. I don't care if Hamas yeah. is hiding behind them. I don't care if they're being used as human shields. You know, I mean, if these were, yeah. if these were white American bodies, okay? Yep. Uh, yep. If these were white American bodies, they would see the humanity and they would be, I can't believe that is happening. You can't do that, Israel. But no. Exactly. No. Uh, and, exactly. And, it is, and we're all going to, uh, Alistair? Uh, but he says, yeah. I love how Egberto calls me Alistair. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. We, I'm so used to it because, you know, we'd get my sisters and I would get hollered at and I would get called one or the other's name before finally landing on mine. <laughs> so it's but all I, good. You know, but, you know, I, I, I want us right. Uh, let me from Michael. Rudd, let me read what Michael says. He said. 
from the Washington Post. Israel's Gaza war leads to dozens of killings of journalists. Al Jazeera accused Israel of violating principles of freedom of press and deliberately targeting the journalists. The killings of journalists Hemza al-Dadu and Mustafa Turaya must be independently investigated and those behind their deaths must be held accountable, said C- uh, uh, CPJ's Sharif Mansour in a statement. The continuous killings of journalists and their family members by Israeli army fire must end. Journalists are civilians, not targets. And that's what we're seeing. Amen. That is what we're seeing. Amen. Yeah. But anyway, anything Absolutely. else you want to add, Alistair? No, we are all good. But hey, y'all, take care, love one another, and let's keep living life. Thank you, Alistair. Thank you, Alistair. You have a great one, my dear. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, folks, um, it is sad. It is sad what is occurring right now in our name in Gaza. And the fact that you that folks can say, yeah, 20,000 people are killed because uh, Hamas, it's Hamas's fault. Look, it is Hamas's fault that Israel will put a bomb in and break. I got another call coming in. Let me go take that. Uh, 516, is this uh, Bridge MCP, right? No, it's Allison. Oh, Allison, you called That's again? A joke. Oh no! I know it was you. I, don't don't do that to I me. I knew you know. <laughs> I, I saw that. Cracks me up when you talk to how you say my name. When you talk to me, you say her name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old. What can I say? What can I say, Bridge? What can oh, I say? I'm older. Hey. Anyway. Anyway. Beautiful. To talk comment. to me. I just wanted to comment on something that Allison said that she's correct, but she didn't say the word. The reason why you're not hearing journalists in Israel is the old-fashioned propaganda. They did the same yes. thing in Northern Ireland. They could yes. not, they would not let them broadcast or show anything unless they switched it to propaganda. And yes. that's what's happening in Israel. So people are not seeing the real thing, reporting the real thing. They can't report it. Like you said, why isn't Jerusalem bombed? Yeah. Why isn't the Holy City and all these other places bombed? They can't. They would bomb them. Hamas would definitely bomb them. I mean, they yeah. would, but Jerusalem, if, I, if I'm right, Jerusalem is protected, is a protected area for all religions. Right. I mean, all three. So, I mean, I, no one's getting the point, like you said before about empathy, you're not a woman, you're not this. You don't have to be a woman. You're a human. That's where empathy exactly. comes from, just by being a human. So the thing is about Israel is that we spoke about this before. They knew a year ago. They had it written down about genocide. Mm-hmm. They were just waiting for it. Now, I don't know how they got the plans. Some people say Trump gave them secrets. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. But they knew. They've always wanted this. They've always wanted this. And now they're succeeding. And Biden is in a tricky place. I don't like what he's doing. I don't like Blinken. I watch his body language. He kept them putting his head down. That tells me something, but they're in a trick. It's not our country. It's their country. Mm-hmm. But with one phone call, with one phone call, I mean, the UN, the African, the African nation, everybody is calling them on it and we won't do anything. So that tells me he can do it. He may have, I don't know, 
but he can stop it. Let me tell you something that something else that happened, Bridge. Let me tell you something. This is important. Uh, Israel has stopped giving the Palestinian Authority their money. So, okay, the money that they're supposed to give uh, the Palestinian Authority to function, Israel has held that money hostage, right? America is telling Israel to release the money to the Palestinian Authority so that they can govern. All right. Again, it's telling Palace is telling Israel release the money to the Palestinian Authority so they can govern. And a reporter asked Blinken, uh, you know, why isn't he telling or why isn't Israel releasing it? Uh, all Blinken could say is, well, we told Israel that we or rather we, we want Israel to release the money. He doesn't have to say that we are giving Israel three point five billion dollars a year. We can. And plus, they want 14 billion dollars more right now, plus all the arms that they're using to kill Palestinians. We could easily say, all right, Israel. You either give the Palestinian Authority the money or you don't get yours. I mean, they act right. as if they're impotent. And what it is really is they're saying Israel, Israelis are more human than Palestine, Palestinians. That is what they're saying. The mere fact that you can look and say 20,000, 23,000 dead people and somehow equating it again. Look, what what I want all that are popping into the chat right now that are popping into the screen right now. Understand this. I don't believe in terrorism. What Hamas did was terrorism. What Hamas did was murder. But if you, if you are going to say what Hamas did was terrorism, murder, etc., what Israel is doing is 10 times more than 10 times as bad as what they're doing than what uh, what what Hamas has done and if you can't see that that if you look go ahead I was gonna say what is that old saying you don't bring a gun to a knife fight right right if if you don't bring a I mean if you can't look if you can't look into Gaza and see cracked and dead babies cracked and dead women cracked and dead people buildings falling down buildings decimated as far as the eyes can see and then you go five miles further to the to the i guess to the east or so uh, uh to the to the yeah to the east and you see Cafes are open and freeways are open and people are sitting down and eating just fine a few miles away from Gaza. And then you are telling your people somehow that you are not the aggressor. They are. They are getting bombed to pulp. They're being pulverized. Their people are dying. The journalists. How do you look at that and be honest and moral and not say no, there's something wrong here. The the words do not match what my eyes are seeing. Go ahead, Bridge. They can they can do it because they hate them. That's exactly. Why. It's easy. I mean, exactly. in Northern Ireland, and like I hate to keep bringing it up, but it's a small. You place, have to. In Northern Ireland, it was only a mile away, and they yeah. were bombarding and killing Catholics and yes. Irish. I say because I remember the British. And I'm, and it's only a mile away, and they'll be eating dinner like no big deal. And every Irish person, man, not women, were put in prison, no trial, no jury, just put away for life. Nothing. And no one spoke about it. No one said anything. Right. No one did anything about it? 
Yeah. And they're sitting yep. there eating dinner like, oh, pass the potatoes, blah, 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 because they didn't like them. Right. They you didn't know, care. And it's amazing, right? We protect Israel under the Iron Dome. They are safe from the rockets that Hamas are trying to get through to have commensurate damage. Uh, they are protected. But somehow, welcome aboard. Paul Fleming just came in. He says he's late. Hey, Michael Ranes says, Egberto, there are people under those down buildings. It's why the 23,000 debt toll is likely underestimated. I agree. It's also important to reiterate two thirds of the dead are women and children. Exactly. Well, Again, I, I heard I'm, the debt toll yesterday was up to 30,000. Yeah, you said that on the show yesterday. Or you wrote that in the chat yesterday. But here's the thing. Here's what I want folks to get. Americans. Americans and people of good conscience that are listening to this. And this podcast heard all over. Please don't let, don't let uh, a false narrative deceive what your eyes can see. Don't let a false narrative deceive that uh, 23,000 dead women, children, and men are uh, are exactly a lot more than 1200 that were killed by Hamas. Let's not fool yourself. Israel knew that Hamas had a plan. They had the Hamas plan. Israel was facilitating yeah. the, the Netanyahu government was and this is not new. This is not conspiracy theory here. Netanyahu was allowing the facilitation of money to go to Hamas from Qatar, either from Qatar or from the uh, United Arab Emirates, one or the other. I mean, these are, these are written, explained, and understood facts. So the, the, uh, if, if, when, when Israel likes to say that the blood of those dead Palestinians are on Hamas because they're used as shields, should we say that those dead people it, that Hamas kills blood is on the hands of Netanyahu for having known that, uh, for having allowed uh, 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 Hamas to exist so that there wouldn't be a two-state solution? God, I tell you. Well, you know, why would they use the excuse that the Palestinians are being used as shields and then kill them all. Now they're not yeah. shields anymore. Yeah. Uh, so now no, they they're not. Do what they yeah. want. I, I, I want to address. Anyway, I don't want to take up your time and your show. Thank you very much for calling in, uh, Bridge. I love I loved when people call in, actually. I simply love it. Thank you so kindly. Um, no problem. Let, take care now. Let, let's get some other things here. Okay. Dev says not a single Arab country will accept Palestinian refugees. There's a question. There's an answer to that. And the reason why is the following, uh, who supports the vast number of Palestinians? We, we are in need of employees in America and we won't take those people that are on our borders. America, Dev Denny, my beautiful Dev Denny, America won't take the people on the border in as much as we need their labor. We do need their labor. We won't take them. But let me tell you the worst part about that, Sister Devdeni. These people are on our border because of American policy in Haiti, American policy in Cuba, American policy in Venezuela, American policy in Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador. Starting with Haiti, the, what, what the, the treaty did with rice, 
created the problem with having farmers dislocated. I Look, we can go into a lot of that, but what we don't get here, uh, Sister Deb Denny, is information. And that's why I hope that we here can provide information not given to you by the mainstream media to enlighten folks to understand the bar- our barter problem that, that Republicans are always screaming about. They don't tell you the next layer. They don't tell you why we have a border problem. They just want to shut the border down. So we effect bad policy around the world. We shut the border down. What do you think happens then? What do you think happens then? Okay. Same thing here with, with, uh, with Israel and Hamas. Here, uh, did you know, Deb, that Israel facilitated the funding of Hamas for the sole purpose of the existence of Hamas so that they would have an excuse not to create a two-state solution. Because if they had the Palestinian Authority, which was an organization they had a relationship with, they would have to do a two-state solution. But if Hamas stayed powerful, nobody would want to negotiate with a terrorist organization. It gave them the reason why then there was no two-state solution. It is all documented, uh, Deb Denny. Do you still feel the same way? You, do, you re- do you still feel the honesty of Netanyahu or his government? I don't think you can. Netanyahu got his people killed. He opened the door for the Hamas terrorists to come in and kill his Jewish brothers and sisters, our Jewish brothers and sisters. Think about it. Think about what goes through a person's mind that will do that. Think, think about it. All right? So I want everybody who's listening. And Deb, uh, come back and tell me if you understood what, you know, if you follow what I was saying. Because I want people to understand. People, a lot of people want to try to make anybody who speaks about against Netanyahu to be somehow anti-Semitic. Don't buy into it. We have to look forward, be moral, be honest. We have to look forward, be moral, and be honest. Uh, let's see. Deb Dennis says, I know about the Latin American, uh, Latin community and our interference. I also know about Netanyahu's collusion with Hamas. What about the other Arab countries surrounding the area? Now let's talk about the other countries surrounding the area. The countries surrounding the area, they do not want to accept Palestinians for two reasons. One, because they'll have to take care of them and they're likely to get no support for taking care of a displaced people. And number two, it sets a bad precedent if you are allowing another country, uh, if if, if, if you allow those people in your country, you are in fact supporting genocide. And let me put this on. Oh, it's on the screen. Uh, we are not Netanyahu in Israel. We are not Hamas. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that one. That's a good one. In other words, don't let Netan- the Netanyahu Hamas thing fool you. There are so many our poor Jewish brothers and sisters are in pain for what they're seeing in Gaza right now. I know them personally. What percentage of of Gaza casualties are Hamas fighter and terrorists? Not many. Not many. Again, not many. 
Not many. So it is important. And again, remember now, uh, uh, Deb, if, 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 uh, if other Arab countries just open their doors for Palestinians to move in, two things. Uh, they, they, it's, a, it's a burden for you to relocate people of another country in your country in that form. Number two, you will be justifying the Israeli genocide by saying we can kick you out of your land because of who you are. So that's your answer right there. All right. There's one more subject that I want to cover. Actually, I have several, but I'm going to cover this one. And this one is healthcare with Mary Lou Retton. All right. Mary Lou Retton, I've been following Mary Lou Retton. I love Mary Lou Retton, uh, one of our best gymnasts uh, out there until, uh, uh, of course, uh, what's her name that, that came out now? God, what? Where is my mind? The, the, current, the current star. But anyway, um, she, uh, recently, she got some sort of a lung disease pneumonia, and she was hospitalized. They, they said she was near death. And the, the, the numbers and the, the bill was rising on her. And her daughter put out a, a similar thing to GoFundMe. And she collected $460,000. That's how much people love uh, people. That's how much people love um, Mary Lou Retton. But the question is, uh, news, the, uh, one of the news, news report, newspapers, they, they asked her what she did with the money, okay? Uh, I think it was Newsweek or one, of the, uh, or, or one of the newspapers. Actually, it was, let me pull it up on the screen. I think it was, um, uh, U.S. Today. USA Today asked what she did with the money, right? And they didn't quite say how they spent the money or anything like that, but they did say, that uh, whatever is left over from paying her bills, that they would donate it to uh, other people. But here's the thing. Mary Lou Retton, apparently after realizing that somehow uh, she uh, was being reviewed, people are starting to probe her story. She did a, a softball interview with NBC yesterday and in that interview or cvs i don't remember which one it was in that interview they asked her did you didn't have insurance no why didn't you have insurance she said i've had 30 surgeries and because i have pre-existing conditions it would have been too high and i couldn't afford it this is a woman who lives in a two million dollar home and by the way i want a healthcare system where it doesn't matter that Mary uh, Lou Retton has a $2 million homes or anything. I want her to go in with a card and be able to get good healthcare. That's what I want for every single American. But she goes and on TV and misrepresents the truth. I don't know the complete truth, but when she goes out there and says, I could not afford insurance, when Obamacare is there, and as USA Today did their research, found out that she qualified for a policy that would have cost anywhere between $500 and $600 a month. But she goes on national TV with her prowess, with her notoriety, 
and tells Americans that because of pre-existing conditions, she could not get insurance. Folks, yeah, we're kind of a little bit out of time for the topic, but I'll start it off tomorrow on this subject. But I want, to, I want all of you to do your little bit of research, if you will, and think about this. She went on national TV and told something that isn't accurate. Uh, pre- Obamacare, some, a, a policy that she, I, I understand, spoke against, got rid of pre-existing conditions as a reason for you being denied private insurance. They couldn't do it anymore. They can't do it anymore. But she went on TV and said that. But we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll, we'll, bring, we'll talk about this subject tomorrow. We'll talk about this subject tomorrow. So Mary Lou Retton revisited tomorrow. Uh, Deb Denny says, both Palestine and Israel have refused a two-state solution at different times for different reasons. There's equal blame on both sides. However, Hamas wants to eliminate Israel, not vice versa. Actually, that's not true, Deb. Israel just came out with their map that Netanyahu presented to the United Nations, and there it was simply Israel from the river to the sea. There was no Palestine in the Israeli map. So uh, Hamas goes out and says, hey, I, we don't want Israel per se. We want Palestine. Israel just goes ahead and shows what the map looks like. Israel. You know, so I mean, as Obama said, there's blame on both sides. But here's what is the reality. The reality is that Israelis, the Israeli government has been taking land of, of people who have lived in on that land for generations and just taking it, settling it. There is no argument about that. That is what Israel has been. I'm, look, this isn't an anti-Jewish thing at all, Deb Denny. I want you to be absolutely understand where I'm coming from. I am I'm coming from where, you know, uh, uh, Norman Solomon. I brought Norman Solomon onto the show. Norman Solomon is Jewish. And he's taking the same position that I'm taking. And I have to make sure that I clear all these things that I'm saying with my Jewish brotherhood, brother and sisterhood. Okay. So um, Israel, as far as a two-state solution from, from the current leadership in Israel, that's a no-go. You know what they said? They said they have to re-educate Palestinians first. Wow. The, the gall, the presumption. But anyway, we'll continue with Mary Lou Retton tomorrow. And I want to thank everybody that came to the program today, all the chats, people that left information in the chat. And I want to ask you so kindly to please support our program. Uh, some of Palestine was purchased by Jews from Arabs. Most of it was taken, Lee Grant. That's a statement of fact. Please just check that. It's a statement of fact. You know, we can't sugarcoat this stuff. We really can't sugarcoat this stuff. And we have to start from a position of truth, honesty, and morality. All right, folks, if you want to support the program, and I'm asking you to support the program, 
please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. That is politicsdoneright.com slash support. And uh, we, it gives you all the different methods in which you can support our program. A lot of different ways to support our program. Alternatively, we send out a, a, a newsletter every day. Uh, it's, our, it's called uh, Egberto Off the Record. And uh, it, goes out every mor- it goes out every morning at 5 in the morning with what we're going to cover on Politics and Right on our 6 o'clock FM show at KPFT 90.1 FM. And intermittently, we send other stories if we have something to put out. And that newsletter, all our newsletter is free. We try to put everything out there free of charge. Bridge MCP, keep telling the truth and have empathy. Thank you so kindly for that super chat, Bridge. Uh, so please subscribe to our newsletter. Please become a paid subscriber to our newsletter. You can find it at politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Politicsandright.com slash newsletter. And uh, again, it's free, but we really want the, uh, uh, we, we really ask you to become a paid subscriber to help us do the work that we need to do to educate, enlighten, and seed the internet. Make sure the internet is filled up with some additional truths so that when people do searches, they don't only get the right-wing stuff that is very well-funded with a whole lot of lies. Okay? So you can go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter and become a paid subscriber of our newsletter. I got to get out of here. I want to thank Bridge MCP. I, I want to thank all my folks out here for being a part and really making sure we can disseminate the truth. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Oh. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.